السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله النبي الكريم وبعد We praise and thank Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his many favors and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he sends his salutations upon our master Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may Allah be pleased with all of us and may Allah make us among those individuals who will stand behind him on the day of Qiyamah Amin ya Rabbil Alameen The 24th and the 25th Jews of the Quran today we'll be doing we have completed the 25th Jews of the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises the question فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ Who is more oppressive than that individual who lies upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدِقِ إِذَا جَاءَ So he makes up a lie, he conjures and when the truth comes to him, when the truth comes to him or her he further lies Allah says for this individual there can only be an abode that is Jahannam Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the strange thing about it is وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ if you have to unearth and if you have to go into their lives and you have to ask them, مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُولُنَّ They would say, لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ That Allah had created it. So on the one hand, you have an individual who doesn't believe that Allah, Allah Jalla wa'ala does. But when it comes to things that they can't perceive, on the first hand they say Allah doesn't do, we do. This is us, this is our doing. Yet contrary to that, subhanAllah, when things that are complicated, and beyond their understanding, they say, no, Allah does this. So it almost seems that they, when it suits them, believe in one Allah. And when it doesn't suit them, then subhanAllah, they believe in themselves. Allah Jalla wa'ala says, alihatun illa Allah. And the actual thing is, if there were many gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what would have happened is, there would have been mischief, there would have been corruption on the surface of this earth. One would have said today will be sunny, the other one said today will be raining, snowing, etc. So there can only be one God, one Ilah, one deity that's in control of everything. And it's this Allah that speaks to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, Ya asrafu. So when we have done what we have done and we have engaged in what we have engaged, the right that we have done, the little that we have, and the wrong that we have done and perhaps the more that we have, Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Ya ibadi, O oh my beautiful servants, sometimes who have wasted time upon themselves. Asrafu ala anfusihim. So at times we misunderstood Allah. At times we were arrogant. At times we were ignorant. At times we failed to obey Allah. At times we failed to observe the rights of Allah and the duties that are due to Him. Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Leave all of that aside. Turn to Allah. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله. Let it not be that the sins that we have accumulated become something that we think are too big for Allah to forgive. Because Allah Jalla wa'ala says, وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ My mercy is that which is all-encompassing. Allah speaks about Qiyamah. وَنُفِقَ فِي السُورِ And that day the trumpet will be blown. The Prophet sallallahu says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَقْبَلُ التَّوْبَةَ Speaking about tawbah, Allah Jalla wa'ala accepts the tawbah of the individual, the repentance, true repentance of the individuals malam yughargir. As long as the gharghara, the last moments of death, do not approach him. Before that, if the individual makes tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him. Now what is tawbah? There's a definition of tawbah that will appear in the 28th juz of the Quran. Allah speaks about tawbatan nasuha. That tawbah which is genuine tawbah. That tawbah which is absolute by its nature. 
Tawbah is something that is a tool given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tawbah is not to sin. Tawbah is when we sin. Some people get it the other way around. Yusuf alayhi salam's brothers, they said, do what we have to do, put him into the well, and get him banished from the land, and then become pious. Just like us sometimes. We say, look, let's, let, let's drink, let's take some, some substances, and after that we'll turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not knowing that there's no guarantee that we'll live after that. So, Tawbah is not to sin, it's when we sin. That's the first thing we must understand. The second thing that ulama write in terms of Tawbah is that there must be acknowledgement. The individual must sit down and say that this is where I have went wrong. If the individual doesn't acknowledge that I have a drinking problem, that I have a drug problem, that I have an addiction, that I have a problem which is pride, which is anger, which is those things that do not fulfill the rights of the servants of Allah, or do not fulfill the rights of Allah, until and unless we do not acknowledge that we have a problem, we can't find a solution. A person must acknowledge that this is my problem. In the world of spiritual mysticism, it is said that the individual, if he or she wants to get rid of that habit, then they need to focus on that habit and they need to make some sort of a concerted effort to change that habit. We said the other day, if you, if you have a habit of perhaps engaging in drugs, so on the one hand, subhanallah, it'll be difficult to just leave it. So you have to find a substitute. You have to find something which will fill in the place of that, right? So we've acknowledged that we've had a problem. We've acknowledged that our hearts are attached to that. The hearts weren't attached to that, besides the fact that it's addictive. The hearts are attached to it. How do we know that? The individual who's married, when he's at work, he's thinking about his wife. Attachment. The individual who's married and has children, when, he's had, when he is at work, he's thinking, when can I get home? I want to see my children. When the individual, subhanAllah, the time for vacation is coming closer. And we all love vacation. We all say, I can't wait for the vacation to start. There's nothing wrong with that. Because subhanAllah, it gives you some time off from that which is the norm. So there's an attachment to it because that goodness. So the individual that is addicted to a substance, despite the fact that there's an addiction, there's also an attachment. And unfortunately, this attachment is built because of the addiction. One or the other. This way, the, addi the, the addiction creates the attachment or the attachment supports the, addic uh, the, the addiction. Now, what do we have to do? <clears throat> we've acknowledged that we've had a problem in order to get away from that. Remember I said the other day to a youngster, why do you smoke? He said, no, you know, dar and rice afterwards. And I said, no, 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 leave all the excuses. Exam paper, no exam, failing. You, you smoke because you like to smoke. You smoke because you like to smoke. Initially, you smoked, it wasn't nice. And then eventually you smoke, you drink, you play, why do you play soccer? It's an addiction, right? You play soccer, I'm not saying it's haram or that it isn't or that it is. You play soccer because you like it. It's an addiction. You play golf. Let's say you play golf. Why? Because you like it. You, you do things that you like normally. You pray to Allah because you like it. You pray, the Prophet ﷺ said he was attached to salah. He said, Qurratu fi salah. The coolness of my eyes is in salah. So why do we pray? Because we like it. Why do we fast? We fast, we, if you think about it, it's silly. Na'udhu billah min That a person can't like fasting and not eating from the morning till the evening. 
It's not possible. Why do we do it? Because it's a command. We like Allah and we like it. We teach our children to like it. Why do we give? We have wealth. Subhanallah. Allah gives us wealth. Why do we give? We give because we like giving. So there's an attachment to doing these things. And as long as we have an attachment to something, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, as long as we have that attachment, we won't let it go. An individual came to Hazrat Mawlana Masihullah Khan and he said, I, I, I love this cow of mine. We'll say the car of mine. And I love this cow and it's creating many, many problems because I only concentrate on this particular thing. And so I don't concentrate on Allah and the remembrance of Allah. Sulaiman makes mention of an incident and he says that there were animals that were bring, brought past him. And whilst he was looking at their beauty and marveling, you know, the spoilers and the drop tops and the cabriolets and the V6 and the V8 and the metallic spray job and the ostrich leather and uh, the detail and as you see the, the cells, the side cells and the raw and all of this, in all of that, Sulaiman the time of prayer set in and it passed. Okay, this is dunya, you have attachment, it's a test. Now, Sulaiman said that this has become the reason for me to forget the remembrance of Allah. And because of that, he gave all away. He slaughtered all of that. Sahabi is in his garden. He's making salah and he's looking at his garden. And uh, some brothers will look at their wife deliberately. <laughs> Say we have to give it away. <laughs> so he's looking at his garden, subhanallah, and he's praying and he says, you know, to his mind, this beautiful garden. And oh, look at the trees and look at the altars. And he comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he says, the Prophet of Allah, it seems that these things have distracted me from the true remembrance of Allah. I want to give it away. Imagine how much we'll have to give away. Imagine how much we'll have to give away. In Salah, if we think about the things that distract us, how much will we have to give away? So the Prophet wasallam said, give a third and even a third is much. Don't give everything away. So there's this attachment to the dunya. It's natural. Okay? But when this attachment becomes overbearing and it becomes something which is a habit, and it becomes something which is a bad habit, then we need to remedy that bad habit. So he said, I like this, I like this cow. And as uh, it says, okay, what do you do? He said, every day, whole day, I, I say my cow, my beauty. He said, okay, close your eyes, tell me, how do you remember this cow? I said, every day I, I think, I meditate, I only think about my cow, this beautiful, like we'll say, my beautiful house. A beautiful cow. He says, oh, my cow. And it's so beautiful. And the legs, four legs it's got. And the hay, if you see it. And nowadays, <clears throat> subhanallah, we get these cows, okay? That they don't even allow to move from one place. They feed them. They give them liquor. Uh, it's in Japan, I think. And the meat is actually, you find that the fat is in the meat. I think we all know what we're talking about. So he's remembering and he said, this cow is so beautiful. The meat that will come out. So I said, okay, think, tell me about it. And he's thinking and he's mentioning all of this. As I said, you finished? You, you, you spoke about it. Everything that you've mentioned, you, you, to the finest detail, the exhaust also, free flow, you mentioned everything. Okay, which petrol it takes, diesel, unleaded, leaded. You spoke about all that, pistons, how it was done up, chip, microchip, whatever, you finished. So I said, yes, yes, this is my. So as I said, Acha, now take that cow, move it out of the way. And put Allah there.
take that cow, move it out of the way and put Allah there. He says, now what do you see? He says, oh, I, said, I see the creator of the cow. He says, now fall in love with that. Now remember the creator of the cow. Nothing wrong to have attachment to the dunya as long as we understand that musabbibul asbab is Allah. So when we have this addiction problem, we acknowledge and we have to put something in its place. We have to ensure, and this is why they say change your friends. Okay? Change the company. Change the environment. If you haven't been in the masjid, come to the masjid. It's difficult. It's hard. I know it is. We all have family members that's, that perhaps, I don't think there's a family that doesn't have a family member who has some sort of an addiction. And it's very hard. It spoils occasions. It spoils moments. It spoils celebrations. It just spoils everything. And sometimes it doesn't spoil it. It just becomes sad because they're not there. Sometimes they're there, but they're not there. They're just absent-minded. They don't care whether it's their children, whether it's their wives. It's, it's just a sad thing. And it breaks down fab. And you sometimes wonder, what can I do? As parents, you wonder. As brothers, you wonder. As sisters, you wonder. As grandparents, you wonder. As musallis, you wonder. As imams, you wonder. You look at the individual and you're like, subhanAllah, something has to be done. But until and unless the individual says that I need to do something myself, nobody can do. The individual needs to acknowledge that I need to do something. And just like I created an attachment for this, nobody came and forced him or her. Nobody came and they said that you have to love this. Actually, if you ask smokers, they'll tell you the first time they pulled the cigarette, they almost fell down. Okay? And they gradually got to like it. The guys who smoke the, the more expensive rolled leaves, the, 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 the Cubans, I think that's what they call it. They'll tell you that you can't pull it in. It's, it's got to be rolled. The smoke's got to be rolled with a coffee. And you got to, you know, it's a very delicate art, etc. But that's something that's an attachment. You like it. If it's taking you away from the remembrance of Allah, it's not a good thing. Okay? If you're doing it just as a part-time, I'm not saying it's permissible or not permissible, but as long as we're acknowledging that, you know what, there's some sort of, as Sulaiman said, that this is perhaps taking me away from the remembrance of Allah. That is why one of the intentions, and may Allah assist me, may Allah protect me and all of us. Remember the other day I said that we need to make a resolution or resolutions going forward. So one of the resolutions that I have made, and I think I can share it with you is, Oh Allah, from this Ramadan forward, I intend not to watch football. From this Ramadan onward, that's my, that's my, I might fail. Okay? I like football. I support the best team, Liverpool, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I said, in all of that, I have to let them go. We shared a, we shared a relationship of 37 years but I've got to give Liverpool talaq. Because, <laughs> and I thought about it, subhanAllah, and you know why? Because it takes two hours of my time away. And there's probably, what, there's 20 teams, 38 games in the season at two hours, besides the fact that we're playing in the Champions League this time. Man, you fans, just remember. And uh, you'll just made it. So, we, we're going to be going through lots of time. So we got the 38 games at two hours and then we have subhanallah more time and more time and if you put all of that together and we say we don't have time. Watch the highlights. Don't watch the game, watch the highlights. I'm giving you a suggestion, an alternate. 
Whether it's haram or not, you can decide. Instead of watching the game, the highlights take five minutes. The games takes two hours. In two hours, the individual can read one, two, three, six paras of the Quran. In two hours, you can talk to your children. In two hours, subhanallah, you can make a difference in your home. Sometimes the wives come into the room. Say, what are you doing? Say, hey, mate, just go from here. I don't want no disturbance. They're losing one null. If you want to do anything, go make dua. <laughs> so, two hours, six paras of the Quran. Two hours, rest for the mind, rest for the brain. This is my intention. What is your intention? How and what are you going to leave going forward? Okay, that bad habit. So I acknowledge it and I make an intention to stay away from it. What am I going to do to get away from it? I'm going to try and read Quran. I'm going to try and read a book. I'm going to try and spend time with my family. Have a cup of coffee for half an hour with the wife. We don't do it. Have a discussion with the children, monopoly. Okay, play some board games. All of these things are team building. That team doesn't care about you. And it's an addiction. This team that loves their moment for you, you have found every reason not to get addicted to them. So find an excuse to get away from that. Secondly, Tawbah. Tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tawbah is the only Allah. Let me tell you this, that the only being and people who got away from an addiction are people who connected with Allah. If we didn't connect with Allah or found a higher being, whether we're Muslims or not Muslims, right? Um, Miley Cyrus, I think that's her name. Not that I follow. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. But I read an article, interesting articles. We should read. And she said she's given up uh, chronic, okay? And the reason she's given up chronic is, be is because she found that she had a dream. And in the dream, on the season, on the show, she was dying because she was smoking chronic. So, who makes us die? Allah. So, it is almost an understanding that there's a bigger force. And if you don't understand, Allah is going to get involved and destroy you. And she says, I've been feeling so much better. She's not a believer in Allah. May Allah make her a believer in Allah. And all her one point something million will also become believers. I mean, so, she said there's a higher being. And that higher being somehow took me away. So we have to find Allah through what? Tawbah. So recognizing the sin. And brothers and sisters, the sin is huge. We think of a sin as a sin that is my sin. It's not only my sin. If it's my wrongdoing, it affects people. You know why? If you spend a hundred rand on one shot or whatever it's called, you're robbing your family of bread for the week. If you're spending a hundred rand at one go, you're robbing your family of bread for the week. If you're spending six thousand rand or five thousand rand or four thousand rand, then your family's groceries are taken away. And I'm talking about bigger amounts. Your family's groceries are taken away. And so what happens in homes like that? There's hunger, there's anger, of course. There's going to be anger. There's nothing in the home. The children have to eat. And they're not eating because of our addiction. Don't we think Allah will question us? So in making tawbah, there must be this recognition. That Allah, I'm messing my family up. First, Allah, I'm messing me up. And then I'm messing my family up. And I'm messing my children up. And I'm messing my parents up. And I'm messing society up. And I'm breaking the fiber of society. 
I can't carry on like this, Allah. And remember when we make dua, we say, Allah, if you don't assist us, then who will assist us? So Tawbah. But it must be Tawbah and Nasuha. Tawbah which is sincere Tawbah. And Tawbah that we believe that Allah says, La rahmatillah. Don't despair in my mercy. Right? So we're going to make Tawbah. Now how do we make Tawbah? Tawbah is first Nadama. That I regret what I did. 15 years of my life. 2 million rand spent. And this is not an impossibility. Curtains were sold. Cars were sold. Shoes were sold. Homes were sold. Daughters were sold. Wives were sold. This is the reality, brothers. If you don't believe me, venture into some homes or the rehabilitation centers. They'll tell you. Okay? You put your wife as collateral. And then what do you think happens if you don't pay up? What do you think happens? You get back a product that's addicted to a product. Not a person. Who's to blame? An individual that comes back with AIDS. An individual that comes back with HIV. An individual that comes back with syphilis. And all of that which you are responsible for. Why? Because you didn't think. So nadama, of source, Allah 15 years. And there's no reason to say that you can't justify. Nobody can justify and say that uh, I'm taking this because uh, I feel bad. If you feel bad, sleep. Wake up in the morning. If you feel bad, you heard of doctors. <laughs> Go to the doctor say, doctor, I feel bad. He'll check your chest, back, head. He'll give you some tablets, medication. Alhamdulillah, you might feel better the next day. But you can't decide that you feel bad, so you're going to take something which is harmful. You can't do that. If somebody feels bad and they take poison, what are you doing? You're killing yourself. You'll be answerable in the court of Allah. One spike, and you think that's, that's just it. That's the last one. It couldn't be the last one because the next time you wake up is in the court of Allah. And then how will you stand with a needle in your hand? How will you stand with a needle in your hand before Allah? What answer will you give? How will we stand in an intoxicated state before Allah? When Allah will ask you, I sent you sane and sober. I sent you into the, into the dunya sane and sober. And you came back in this condition. What answer will we give? How will we stand before Allah when, uh, when we rise on Qiyamah dancing? How will we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The earth where haram was committed will bear testimony against the individual. How will we stand in the court of Allah when we have a beer or a drink in our hands? Don't we fear this? So there's regret. Allah, from the time I was little, this is what I was doing. From probably six, seven, eight, ten. Youngsters nowadays, parents, don't be fooled. They can take, they call it beans, right? <laughs> Normally our children don't eat beans. <laughs> Normally, Swan. Normally they don't eat beans. Sugar beans, baked beans, whatever the case might be. Normally, but you must see them eating beans nowadays. So firstly it's one, then two. Beans are tablets. And normally in a box of tablets you get 30. Right? So they start off with one. It's like a sweet. Sugars. You eat one. Then you decide, hey, let me taste the raspberry flavor. You eat the raspberry, you say the lemon flavor. Then you come back to the other flavor. Before you know it, the flavors are nice, the quantity is less. So then they're taking cards, one card at a time. I'm not joking, I'm serious. Then the one card is not sufficient. So they go on to two cards at a time. So not realizing kidney damage, liver failure, heart problems, all of that. From two cards it becomes three. 
From three cards, it becomes two boxes. It is said that there was a youngster who I knew that was taking 60 tablets a day. If you put him in front of the teacher, he would sit as sober as possible. As normal as possible. No red eyes, no slurring, nothing. As parents, where are we losing our grip? Why is it that on a weekday, subhanAllah, why is it that on a weekday, your daughters are out alone? What are they doing? What are you doing? How is it that you, as parents, aren't aware of where your children are? Are you mad? Are you really mad? I remember when, uh, when we started going out with friends, and, and they were boys, alhamdulillah. So my father used to say, you must come back now. So, so you, after Maghrib in summer, it's seven, half past seven, right? And then obviously you've got to come and get dressed up a little bit. So eight, half past eight. Then he says, you must come back by 10. You're like driving to the garage and you have to be back. You haven't even filled petrol. Why? There was concern. He asked us one day, subhanAllah, may Allah reward him and all the parents that are like this. He said, how come you guys didn't get involved in those things that were really, really crazy? And so we said, because we were really, really scared. <laughs> because if you found out, you would have been dead. Because we knew our father cared. Our father really cared. Our mother really cared. When we came home, they would ask, where did you go to? And they would take us for separate interrogation. So, where did you go to? Where did you go to? You sure? What, did, what time? What did you do? What did you eat? SubhanAllah. Why? That's key. If you don't care for your children, somebody else will. And that's when you have to deal with all of these product addictions. Somebody is going to look after your home or your children if you don't. May Allah make us responsible. You can't only be worrying. We, sorry, Maf. We can't only be worrying about accumulating dunya for our children. We will die. We're not Allah. We haven't been sent to accumulate dunya. If we leave them with bad habits in the first year, it will be finished. If you accumulate dunya and you leave them with habits, they'll finish it not even in the first year. Don't prepare dunya for them, prepare them for dunya. There's so much of a difference and it's so great. So, don't worry so much about the accumulation of dunya because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that the best asset that a father leaves behind is a child who will make dua for him. <laughs> Which youngster, when he or she is intoxicated, is going to even remember the father or the mother? Hmm? You left a child that was unattended and then the child burned. You can't blame the child. You left the child unattended. What were you doing? Days of our lives, bold and beautiful. And now, now the Indian channels also got, I don't know what they call them. It's a bit difficult on my tongue. But it's Ramadan now, it's beautiful, you know, it's Ramadan. So if you got, uh, what's those decoders that they tape with? PVR. Yeah, I think it's called that day. So now every now and then you see a red light. Series is being taped. Series is being taped. And then after Ramadan, they said properly. And they watched Tal Bakri Eid. Now, what did we miss? <laughs> you know, what did we miss here? SubhanAllah, Allah forgive us all, you know. And these are addictions too. How do we get rid of these addictions? We've got to do something. So, uh, 
نداامت افسوس کلای ای میس تاپ تل ناو ای وکرو ناتینگ ای دونت ہیو اینی تھنگ ٹو شو ان یور کور ای ای راب پیپل ای لیوڈ مائی لائف آن انٹرسٹ ان حرام ای لیوڈ مائی ہول لائف واز ٹیکنگ اینڈ گیونگ اینڈ مائی ہول لائف واز ناٹ سم تھنگ دیٹ واز پیور ایٹ واز سم تھنگ دیٹ واز ایم ناٹ ہیپی وتھ مائی سیلف ایم سیڈ اللہ اینڈ آئی وانٹ یو ٹو فرگیو می سو ندامت اینڈ سی اللہ ریگریٹ اینڈ اللہ آئی نیور ڈو ایٹ اگین ا پرومس اللہ آئی نیور ڈو ایٹ اگین رائٹ سو ایکنالجمنٹ ریگریٹ اینڈ ا پرومس دیر آئی نیور ڈو ایٹ اگین دین وی میک ٹو رکات صلاح In the first rakah, Surah Fatiha and Surah Kafirun, advisable, and make ruku' very sincerely. A ruku' that you haven't made like before. So for some brothers, it's three subhanallahs. But long ruku', a long ruku' without counting, full of tears. If you can't cry, then make like you cry. Allah loves this. The long ruku' and then you get up and you're thinking about all of this. Sami Allahu liman hamida. And you're thinking that Allah, you, I, in all of this, Allah, help, hold me. Yes, you've left it. And it's now 10 minutes and your body is shaking. Right? There's the desire to go back. But the only thing that will keep you firm is if Allah holds you. Nobody gets that away from you. Only being... Even if a human being comes and holds you, it's not sufficient. The trembling, the shaking, the hallucinations, all that remain. If my Allah holds me, nothing will remain. Allahu Akbar, into, into sujood. Long sajda. This was the prescription given to us by Haji Farooq Sahib. May Allah grant him Jannah. And by my Shaykh. Long sujood without counting. Allahu Akbar, Rabbi Khfirli, Warhamni. Again, long sujood. And then doing the second rakat surah, ikhlas, long ruku', long sujood. And then when we finish, we raise our hands. Salutations upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And laying it out. And laying it out. That this is me, Allah. Waha ana. This is me, Allah. Let me, and Allah knows everything. But Allah likes conversation. He says, Allah, let me tell you about me. And I want to introduce you to who the real me is. Born from your favor. Created by your hands. And then you go on with your life until you get to that point where you now messed up a little bit. And then you say, Allah, compared to what I had, what you've given me and what I have started doing now, how am I ever, ever, going to get to a point when you forgive me and you make tawbah and you cry and you think about all your sins all the sins and you beg Allah for forgiveness there's no there's no there's no there's goodness if the imam makes dua and people say amin there's greater benefit if you make dua because I don't know what's the problem with you there's greater benefit if you make dua you know what's been troubling you akl riba zina hasad bughd adawa qatl you know these sins they're all with you They're in boxes that you fill. And after you finish, you make dua and you cry and you cry and you cry to Allah. My Shaykh says, when you finished and you've done all of that, then you make, Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And then you believe in your heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven you totally, solely and wholly. 
So that is now replacing. Okay? And there's no guarantee that it's not going to come back. There's no guarantee. One of the guarantees is that we have absolute ikhlas and sincerity. That Allah, you make it possible. And every day, henceforth, you make dua in the morning. Allah, give me the goodness of this day and save me. Every day in the evening, Allah, give me the goodness of this night and save me. If it means keeping yourself away from people for some time, then do so. And connect with Allah. According to the advices given to you by somebody who is connected with Allah. Right? In no time, subhanAllah, you'll find that your life will be changing. So this is tawbah. And this is sincere tawbah. Tawbah that can bring change into our life if we have some sort of problem. Not necessarily addiction, problem too. Problem with the wife, problem with money, problem with debt, problem with interest, problem with Dain, problem with passing, problem with always failing, problem with the husband, problem with not eating, problem with eating, uh, problem with drinking, whatever. This is the remedy. One wudu, two rakat salah, one dua. That's the number to call. Now let me conclude with the incident of an individual by the name of Nasuha. Allah Jalla wa'ala makes mention of the individual. Allah says, Tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Make tawbah like the tawbah of nasuha. Ulama say, tawbatan nasuha, sincere tawbah. The other version is tawbatan nasuha, like the tawbah of nasuha. As Allah Masih Allah Khansab rahmatullah alayhi, our grand sheikh says, there was an individual by the name of nasuha. Right? So picture you yourself. Addiction, bad, filth, evil, and some people say, uh, that Malana was saying Jahannam. So I mean, I might as well just add to the fire. Because he said, I'm the, so, A'udhu Billah, A'udhu Billah. This individual, his name was Nasuha. And he had an inclination for women. And uh, his inclination for women was to look at them, to perhaps be interactive with them, not in the form of zina but uh, to get proximity to them. At the time, they were looking for, remember in the days of the kings and the royal families, so they had people that would bath the princesses, people that would bath the queens, right? Uh, in this day, you can bath your wife, <laughs> nobody else. So, this is the opportunity. So what he does is, without thinking, he has the opportunity, right? The friend says, hey, one last cave before Ramadan. One last pull, boss, come on, man. One last spike, right? But the thing is, once the trip starts, you can't flip. That's the problem. Then you'll be chasing the dragon forever. That's, that's the real truth about it. So opportunity comes, he takes the opportunity because they were looking for people to wash the daughters of the king. And so he disguised himself as a woman and in doing so, he had the opportunity of washing the daughters of the king. And he would do so and obviously he got pleasure therefrom and in the process, obviously there's a stipend and all of this carry on. Okay? There's a saying in Urdu, Allah ke yaha der hai, ander nahi. 
in Allah's system, there sometimes is a delay. There's no blindness. <laughs> Allah's system, there's a delay. There's no blindness. So Allah wants to see, did you make tawbah? Are you, are you regretting? When are you going to sort yourself out? So it so happens that after some time, some jewelry gets missing from the royal court. And subhanallah, there's an announcement that is being made. So that was the quarters that they would wash the princesses in and they would then have their own quarters where they would stay. So now there's an announcement that's made that all of those who are the workers in the court, who are the workers for the king, their rooms will be searched. And now, if you commit some act against the king, then there's punishment in the dunya. If we commit something against the king of kings, then don't you think there'll be more? So anyway, first room. And now he's thinking, what do I do? What do I do? How do I? Because he's realizing first door, second door, the exam papers, you know? So they come past the first person, they're looking for somebody who had the paper. So they're coming, one, two, you, you're now number nine. Now, now you know that you're in a problem because and the teacher is coming and the teacher is coming and the third and the fourth and now subhanAllah you start sweating and now really 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 you start making toba. you make toba not because you want to get saved but you make toba because you realize that this was such a great mistake that I've lost out in dunya and in akhirah tawbah tan that is why you make tawbah and Allah, a time has come when now I'll be disgraced and not only in dunya, also in akhirah. And so he makes tuma. He begins crying to Allah and he begs to Allah. On his knees does he go. And he begs to Allah and he asks Allah for forgiveness and Allah, I'll never do this again. I regret what I have done. I'll never do this again. I'm an individual that has this habit. It's a habit that I have. People don't acknowledge. It's a habit that I have, Allah. I'm weak, I'm unstable, I'm feeble. I watch porn. It's a habit that I have, Allah, but I'm destroying my home. Allah, I eat haram, it's a habit that I have. Save me from it. And he's making dua, and he's making tawbah, and he's crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, awban, awban li rabbina tawbah. And he's making dua, and tawbah, and tawbah. And it's such sincere tawbah. It's such sincere tawbah. They arrive at the door next to his door. And subhanAllah, they find the jewelry. Because that's where it actually was. And from that, moment, from that moment onwards, it becomes famous that if we want to make tawbah, then the tawbah must be like the tawbah of Nasuha, recognition. The Dhammat turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and begging for Allah's forgiveness. I don't know if this is the same individual, but in Medina Munawwara, he then he used to walk. And when he used to walk, he used to walk without shoes. Just conferring with my dad. Another one. That's another story. Another story. <laughs> Subhanallah. This was Toba of the pious people. That might be the family. No, 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 no. Everything is still okay. Khair. <clears throat> A lady commits zina. In the era of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sahabiyah. Sahabiyah commits zina. 
Are we greater than Sahabia? No. She commands Zina. She's carrying a baby. She comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she says, Aqim alayhi hadda zina. Give me the punishment of zina. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, no, he sends her away. She comes back again. He sends her away. She comes back, he sends her away. Fourth time she comes back, he says, okay, the punishment of zina will be given to you, but after you give birth. The midwife takes the birth out she comes to the Prophet She leaves the baby in the midwife's hands. She comes to Nabi Sallallahu zina. Give me the punishment of zina. And Nabi Sallallahu said, Have you fed the baby? She says, No. He says, Go feed the baby. She comes back, she said, I fed the baby. He said, You should feed the baby till the baby is able to eat solids on its own. So SubhanAllah, the lady says, Okay, I'll do it. She goes... The day the child eats the first morsel, that day, she comes to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And she says, We look for excuses to hide our sins. They looked for excuses to purify themselves. We are more proud with the sins we do than many people are said that they didn't do the ibadah correctly. So she comes and the Prophet arranges for her punishment to take place. She's placed in the hole as is customary and the rajum takes place, the pelting. As the pelting takes place, it's a very sensitive moment. You're leaving your baby but you're getting Allah. And perhaps the world won't understand it. And uh, she passes away. In the congregation, one person says something. And it's something that is untoward and something that is bad. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa becomes angry, his face reddens and he says, If you understood the tawbah of this woman, the tawbah of this woman is sufficient for the sins of the whole of Medina. Tawbah of this woman is sufficient for the whole of Medina. That's why I say Allah. When we are praying, there's one person I know in the gathering who's had total sincerity because of him accept us. Because we're not worthy of acceptance. And we concluded this story. Again, my dad told me. He said there was this sheikh and uh, he owed money to people. And the reason they owed money was because sometimes they would take a loan Somebody would come and say, I need help. Then they would take a loan and give him help. Then another would come and say, okay, I'll pay you, I'll pay you, I'll pay you. And then eventually, they all were there now. And they all came. He said, I'll pay you on this day. Now they all came. Now they're sitting and they're asking for money. Where's my money? Where's my money? All these creditors. So the first one came. He said, okay, you sit down. <laughs> Second, he said, okay, you sit down. Then I said, oh, you also sit down. Now there's a whole lot of creditors that are there. This young boy is selling mitai, sweet meats. What is toba? Actual toba. This is the culmination of now what is toba. So he comes and he tells the young boy, hey, listen, <laughs> take the sweet meats and give all these people here. Yeah. Take the sweet meats and give them all. So the young boy gives them the sweet meats. Now he comes to the sheikh and he says, where's my money? 
So the man says to him, the sheikh says to him, so you see all these people, they sitting here, you join the line. So the young boy starts crying. The young boy starts crying, and then this man speaks to Allah. Because he was a sheikh of his stud. And in the process, somebody comes and he sorts out all the debt. So he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Diyato sahi, hui. He says, Allah, you gave, why you took so long? Allah, you gave, why you took so long? I hope I say this next line properly. Allah replied to him, Many people were asking, Nobody was crying. When this crying person came, then I started giving. Brothers, unless we turn to Allah crying, putting our heads on the ground, as few days of Ramadan remain, nothing is going to save you from addiction, from problems, from adversities, from atrocities, from that which is harmful, from anything that could cause problems in your life. Success and success alone is dependent on pure tawbah and connection with Allah that must culminate with the remembering of Allah in such a way that we acknowledge Him with tears that He's given us to flow. May Allah forgive us for all our sins and make us from those who are chosen. And may Allah accept us in His court both in this dunya and in the akhirah. And may Allah make us from among those individuals who it will be said about that these were the true people who made tawbah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala sayyidil mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil.